Hi, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch. Make sure you check out my hit show, The Boochcast, on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash boochcast. Also, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Boochcast. And check out my website, VinnyTheBooch.com. I'm friends with Wenz, and he is awesome. by the results of Survivor Series, but a true champion and man can admit when he's wrong. Yes, as once again, Le Champion stands here with a a four to two uh, victory at Survivor Series. Um, And as we go over this, you're going to see how this came to be. Uh, There were a few moments that were definitely make or break in this contest, one of which was a shocker that none of us saw coming a mile away and if you saw our Twitch party, you know it resulted in a lot of bets that need to be paid off. So let's just say that. So it was a pretty interesting time. But uh, the champ is here to talk Survivor Series and see what's going down with TLC, which is uh, – I have no idea how to, what to make of this card so far. Yeah, there are a lot of questions that remain to be answered. But let's go ahead and get back to the last pay-per-view. Survivor Series, one of the big four on the WWE schedule – Booch, you did win four to two. Congratulations on your well-earned victory. I'm not going to steal the spoils from the victor here. I'm not going to be a a bitter loser. Uh, So let's keep it moving, man. Okay. Let's let's talk about it. Uh, We can go match my match if you want, or we can just do it organically. What say you, champ? Um, If we got time, let's go match by match. Cool. Go ahead. Lead it off. Well, of course, we had uh, the first... Uh, match we had here was a uh, team raw which consisted of aj styles keith lee sheamus braun Strowman, and riddle uh versus a uh, team smackdown which had kevin owens jay uso king corbin seth rollins and otis i believe if i'm not mistaken this is where you got the point if mm-hmm. i remember correctly because i remember uh, i was convinced that team raw was going to implode in front of us and um to an extent they did but somehow still managed to get a clean sweep over SmackDown, which I think is the saddest thing ever. Because first of all, you're treating the SmackDown brand like garbage when they're clearly the better show. And not only that, but Seth Rollins does the whole Messiah drops to his knees, let's Sheamus hit him with a bro kick, and we get no explanation for it. In fact, Seth hasn't even been on TV since the bro kick. Now, some people are saying that's because uh, Becky Lynch recently gave birth to their daughter so that her daughter was born recently. So shout out to them for that. But I think Seth is kind of staying home right now with the kid, which is fine. I'm totally okay with that, but at least do a pre-tape, give us some explanation why you did this. Like there, you can't just leave something like that unanswered. Well, Booch, I'm glad that you're giving Becky and Seth permission to enjoy the birth of their child. I think that's very big of you. The second point I want to make here, Booch, is that SmackDown has always been the blue-headed stepchild of the WWE. 
So I'm not really sure why you're so surprised right now. I honestly, because I looked at the five guys on this team and thought at least two or three of them would do better. Like you're pushing Jay Uso to the moon. Kevin Owens is one of your top guys. Seth Rollins has been the Messiah. Like Corbin, I can understand getting kicked to the curb. Nobody likes him. Uh, Otis, they've clearly been burying him since Hell in a Cell. It's embarrassing what they're putting him through, even now in the weeks leading up to TLC. But also, here's what really bothered me, and this is going to be an overall theme of this entire pay-per-view, is this is supposed to be Raw versus SmackDown, the battle for brand supremacy. There was no unity in any of these matches. They all came out to their individual theme songs. I'm surprised they even wore the T-shirts. Like... I felt like from a team standpoint, they phoned this completely in. Yeah. I mean, Booch, even as you cited before this pay-per-view even launched, there was no t-shirt. There was no red, no blue, no, no teamwork, no raw attacks, SmackDown, SmackDown attacks raw. And of course it's all coming from the same place nowadays with COVID being what it is, but this has been the worst. It was the worst buildup and one of the worst executed Survivor Series in recent past. Would you agree with that? 100%. 100%. This was a sad pay-per-view. Like, I would tell I, – I, I hate to put the, the spotlight back on myself, but I'll just say this. If you watched the watch party that we had, you would have been more entertained by the arguments and debates we were having than you would have watching the pay-per-view itself. So it's a good thing we can't legally put the pay-per-view on there. We were more entertaining, and at the time, we were just debating. I would say, Booch, a couple highlights for yours truly, one of which we'll get to, the dead man retirement ceremony. Absolutely the highlight of the night. Second highlight for yours truly was seeing the gobbledygook pin (laughs) R-Truth. Yes. How cool was that? It was great. The whole 24-7 title chase throughout the evening was impeccable. It couldn't have been done any better. And I loved it because it reminded people that 1990 – that Survivor Series was not only the debut of The Undertaker, it was when the gobbledygooker came out of the egg. And so that's that why you're the wrestling encyclopedia, Booch. That was his debut as well. So he's also, gobbledygooker also had 30 years in the game. And in 30 years, that's the first championship he ever won in 30 years. Wow. He, he finally got a belt around his waist, the 24-7 championship. You got to wonder how many, how many gookers have played that part who was in that suit versus who was in the 1990 suit i wish they and here's the thing at some point like if the goblin if the guy who originally played the gobbledygooker assuming he's still playing it if he god forbid passes away they gotta acknowledge that at some point they gotta tell us who was in the suit if other people played it or if the gooker ever gets inducted into the hall of fame which would be hilarious if he did um i would love to see all the people that ever played it come out and accept that induction to like be that gobbledygooker. Cause I feel like that's a, that, and I know people don't like weird gimmicks like that, but I feel like that's a staple in WWE is the gobbledygooker. It's been consistent. It's one of the few goofy gimmicks. I wouldn't mind seeing getting a spot. Even if it got like, if they open up a mascot wing of the hall of fame, just for the gooker, give him his own wing, the mascot wing. I mean, why not? They have a celebrity wing. If anything, there's only one man that I believe has earned the distinct privilege of inducting the Gooker. And that man is Pete Rose. Yes. <laughs> Pete Rose should be on that stage. We'll have to see, uh, yeah. you know, the WWE Hall of Fame, big names there and for sure. But Booch, I, I want to get to 
the highlight of the evening. It, it, it literally, let me back it up. I'm getting a little choked up here. And I'm not, I'm not an Undertaker fan. Okay. Yeah. I've never been a mark for the taker. I've never been a, a the, the fan of like the dark, the demon, the darkness, the like all the dark stuff. Right. And yeah. I understand he has a huge fan base, but I'm a fan of the athlete behind the character. Mark Calloway has done more for WWE, arguably, than anybody else that I could think of other than maybe Hulk Hogan. Yeah. This this guy has put other people on the map. I can't tell you countless superstars. We saw many superstars fill the ring prior to the actual retirement ceremony. And of course, we saw Vinnie Mack in there as well, giving that awesome farewell address. Boots, the moment I saw the hologram at ringside. Yeah. It literally choked me up. I I had a moment of like, they couldn't have done this particular thing to honor the dead man any better. And the thing is, because there was no audience present, like there was there like on the, uh, you could see it visually, but because of the way about an audience, they were able to go all out with the tribute. Like the flames were higher than they normally would be. Taker got more of a, like, they like, instead of like walking up the steps, it felt like he was being like on an elevated thing that lifted him up. But they were able to do more with the production side of the tribute because you have to worry about fans in the audience. And some people got upset that there weren't fans in the audience. Personally, I prefer that because it gave the Undertaker a chance to A, speak, even though I didn't know his speech was literally going to be one se- one or two sentences, but it gave Taker a chance to really do the tribute his way and not have to worry about fans who either A, were so excited to the point where it's like, all right, we want to hear him talk now, or the guys that just want to hijack and steal the show because that's what they'd love to do. So while some people wish the fans could come back, I've enjoyed it a lot more with just the Thunderdome. I enjoy the Thunderdome more than I enjoy the actual fans in the audience because I get to actually hear the promos. I get to see the action. It allows me to enjoy it without other people making themselves the center of attention when it's someone else's time. So I, I agree. When I loved this farewell for the taker, and I truly believe that it's it, and it should be it because you ain't going to get a better farewell than that. If we see him again, it should be the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and you know, there was a little bit of chatter on the dirt sheets here and there, and I'm not talking about your favorite dirt sheet, The Miz's Show. We can get to that <laughs> later if you so choose, Booch. Uh, but yeah, it just it just captured the spirit, and it was so authentic and pure. And I, for one, I'm okay with a crowdless arena. I think they're able to do so much more. Booch, you've highlighted this, um, and, and specifically AJ Styles and Bray Wyatt, right? where they're able to do specific things outside of the arena. Now, whether some of that was green screen, I'm sure it was, you know, some of it was perhaps on location somewhere, but they're able to do some things outside the building. They're able to do more outside the squared circle within the performance center in Orlando, Florida. So I know they're losing millions of dollars in ticket sales. I'm sure they have a plan to somehow do what other leagues have done we've seen it in the nfl major league baseball to some degree who knows what's going to happen with the nba it's starting next week uh, right before christmas time but they can just do so much more in a crowdless arena 
And it's also really cool to see these things. And it takes the pressure off of the performers as well. You don't have the annoying crowd chants that take up too much time. You get to see the characters for who they are. And they're able to really come into their fullness in the squared circle because you don't have all the hecklers in their ears and, and just all the nonsense that, that the crowd brings to those live events usually. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, you know, you can look at the rest of the card, how a lot of things were different. Like, in fact, just recently on Raw, they had a moment where someone chucked a ladder at somebody and it damn near went over the barricade and hit the ground. But it looked- Yeah, it looked I saw so that. Accurate. I saw that. You, you could never have done that with people in the audience. They would have been sued. But because of that, it looked that moment moments like that just looked amazing. And then, of course, you look at the rest of this Survivor Series card. I got I, you got the Street Profits versus the New Day. That was a good uh, match. Was, was a good, good match. match. But again, it showed that the brand it showed once again that Raw and SmackDown, the brand supremacy thing was thrown out the window because it has Xavier and Kofi Kingston with Big E. Now, am I mistaken, or was Biggie not kept on the SmackDown roster, but he's walking out with the Raw Tag Team Champions? It's like there's no continuity here. It's like it's like they're doing. It's like we don't care about any of that. It's like you you took the Raw versus SmackDown aspect out of it. It's like you're promoting it as this, but you're not showing it. They didn't make it a war or a fight like it should be. Like, yeah, Biggie, like, I'm with my friends. They're not on your brand anymore. Like, it's it was ridiculous. Then, I hope Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn had a really good match. I enjoyed that. Then you had Sasha versus Asuka, which was great. But again, seen it a million times. So, yeah. I, I went to go move my car during that match. I wasn't even paying attention. Then you get the Raw SmackDown women's matches, which I, I won this one. And I'm like... I couldn't believe I won this one. And what's even more shocking was Lana was the sole survivor of the team. <laughs> Cause two people got double counted out. And that was, that was trickery. That was highway robbery. Oh, I but know. We saw Lana playing a, a big role um, later on with the tribute to the troops. She allegedly did more push-ups than anybody else on the stage. I saw it, her push-ups we're not even halfway push up. So yeah, I know she's a veteran and all that, but it was just ridiculous. It was hokey. Oh, yeah. um, it, it was but I will say that watching the street profits on the tribute to the troops uh, was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely amazing to watch those guys and do what they do best. Well thought out thing that the WWE is, they've always been really, really good to the troops. Um, and seeing that was was awfully refreshing, sp specifically after, you know, seeing what we saw with the rest of Survivor Series the week prior. Absolutely. And then, of course, um, you know, the Street Profits gave me the points. Uh, Sammy, uh, Bobby Lashley winning got me the point. Um, as I mentioned, Wens got the first match. Then, then Team Raw and SmackDown went to me, the women's team. And then we had Oscar and Sasha Banks, but Sasha managed to win. So there were no points for us. Neither one of us got points for that because the person we, we, we wanted Sasha to win, but didn't think she would. Yeah. So it's like, so we're happy, but we're also not because yeah. no points are on the board. It's complicated. And then, but then we had the one match we agreed on. We got the point on, and that was Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And Roman Reigns sticking to his heel form of that low blow on yes. the Scottish psychopath brilliantly executed great writing 
Um, and that match was actually pretty decent. It was. And I love the fact that they did the technical submission where he locked him in the guillotine, but Drew passed out. Yeah. So even though Roman got the win, it doesn't hurt Drew McIntyre. And like I said before, these guys have fought each other dozens of times. Although, before we get to TLC, I do have to make one little statement here. Because uh, apparently, the encyclopedia did make a minor mistake. Um, I asked, when was the last time Randy Orton and Roman Reigns ever competed one-on-one? I said it never happened. Turns out it happened six years ago at SummerSlam. Um didn't know that, didn't remember that, um, but still, they were different people back then, and the gimmicks they have now would have made it way better. So, one match in six years they've had. So, I did mess that part up. Booch, I, I think people should show you a little mercy. You know, there yeah. are misprints in some of the finest periodicals that we've known. Exactly. So I think you're entitled okay. to make a mistake every six years. Exactly. And I was saying, that was... Yeah, the one match they've had in six years was Randy Orton, and it was it was back in SummerSlam 2014. So since then, they have not fought one-on-one, and I felt that would have been a 10 times better match in Survivor Series than him and Drew. What a humble champion to admit the error of your ways. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of have no choice. I went back and looked at Randy. I, looked, I typed in Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns, saw the match, and went, oh, crap. <laughs> I got to go correct that later. Well... I hope that our picks on TLC garner me a brand new tenure as prediction champion. Well, I guess it'd be a great way to kick off 2021. It would be. It would be, man. I would love that. So let's get to it. What do you think? I'm in. Let's do it. All right. Let's go right down the line here. Um, there are a lot of gut level picks for me on this. Oh, TBH, yeah. I haven't seen much of what Carmella's been doing recently. Um, I don't even know who Oscar's partner is for this match for the tag team women's uh, tag team championships. So there are a couple things here where I'm kind of wondering what's what, but you know what, we'll push through and I'm going to let my gut determine some of these choices. But as champion, would you choose to receive the kickoff or defer to the second? I'll take the, I'll receive first. I'll do it. All right. So we have our champion, Drew McIntyre taking on AJ Styles with his sidekick at bay in a TLC match for the WWE Championship. Booch, what say you, my man? Well, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, There's a lot of factors at play here. Obviously, The Miz and Morrison are waiting in the wings for this. They've really put everything together. So I'm going to – but I got a good feeling. I don't see Drew McIntyre dropping this title anytime soon. And I feel like they did the quick thing with Orton because they want to make him one step closer to beating Ric Flair's record. Mm. Uh, I don't see a reason for Drew to lose the title or be entered in next month's Royal Rumble. He's already won last year. So I feel like Drew, I feel like Drew, if, if Drew's going to lose the title again, it should be at WrestleMania. And it should be to whoever is victorious in the Royal Rumble. So I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre on this one. I feel like he's going to find a way to win. Assuming that the Miz doesn't cash in that night, but I think Drew's going to win the TLC itself. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you caught it, but I did see the night the nightmare before TLC, and it was amazing. I I read it. It was quite possibly one of the worst stories ever told. <laughs> I, it was. It. I give the Miz credit. He tried to rhyme. He really did. So I, I give him points for that. It was still a terrible story. 
he just kept getting interrupted by all these jabronis. He had, <laughs> he had AJ with his sidekick almost. By the way, is this guy, when is he going to come out of the shell? I thought I was going to see it Monday night. He had McIntyre tied up in the ropes, his head about to hit the floor. I thought we were about to see something happen with this guy. Based on what you know, based on what you've seen, obviously this guy has the size to compete yeah. on, a, on a heavyweight championship, Booch. What are they waiting for with this Omos character? Where did he come from? Do you know anything about this guy? Um, apparently, he is uh, he's from Nigeria, and he is an actual professional wrestler. Uh, obviously, it's no secret he played college basketball. You can tell from his size. Uh, from the University of South Florida and Morgan State University is where he played. Um, he right now, I don't know if there's any plans for him to actually get in the ring. Um, but he's pretty much been, he's been doing a lot of, uh, managerial stuff. Like the last, like the first match he really had was a six man tag. Um, he, there was a team called 3.0 or something like that's ever rise and NXT. He beat them in a two on one handicap match. He just wrestled a bunch of house shows. And then he just showed up as a security guard for AJ Styles. And right now that's what he's doing for now. So I think right now they got him in a, as a bodyguard type of role, but I think eventually they're going to transition him to a wrestler spot. I just don't know who he's going to face. My guess would probably be uh, if at WrestleMania, they decide to bring the big show back for a match. That might be his first one. Maybe, maybe, maybe big show might put over almost. And that'll kind of, give him that first spot to get into because right now there's not a lot of people his size. So it's going to be, it would be a weird dynamic to see how he would wrestle. I know there's certain wrestlers. I don't care who he gets in the ring with. He's not going to sell. Otherwise it's going to look not believable unless they do it in a smart way. So it's, it's tough. Like, you know, cause, cause guy wrestlers, his size did a lot better in like the eighties and nineties. Yeah. When, when psychology was more in play, but now, but now everybody's doing the, what I like to call the Cirque du Soleil aspect of wrestling. It's hard for him to fit in that spot. So I want to see him do well, but I don't know how he's going to do. And a great example of what the Bush has pointed out about these, these big men, you know, really tearing up the squared circle back in the eighties. You know, if you had somebody like the great Kali that we saw a few years back, he would yeah. have thrived in the 1980s. But totally. he was just too big and uncoordinated. You could tell he probably had some like joint issues. He's just not very mobile or versatile. And when you have these big men, they just people like that that aren't agile. Like a Braun Strowman is a guy that can do some stuff in the ring. He's pretty yeah. versatile. He's very athletic. But to your point, 100% agreed there. I would love to see this guy branch out. Obviously, it would it would require a turn against AJ Styles, which would be the only way to separate these two. Uh, but I'd like to see it soon. I'd like to see what this guy has. But you're right. They're going to have to do it in a really particular way. And I don't really see anything in the real near future. Perhaps around, like you said, WrestleMania time, April-ish is when we might see that kind of thing. But he's also in good hands right now, being at AJ's side. AJ can kind of help him, you know, understand the business more, understand character development, because Styles is a genius. I may not like him as a character, but I respect him as a character. What he's done, not only in the WWE, but across the world. 
So all that being said, Booch, I'm going to go with you. I 100% agree that Drew McIntyre is not losing this match. The next match, I'm a little bit confused on. And I, maybe after you give your prediction, it'll help me clear my focus. But I'm going to give my prediction first. So I might have instant regret with this pick. But who cares? Let's do it. The okay. Fiend Bray Wyatt with Little Miss Bliss in his corner taking on the Viper, Randy Orton. In a Firefly Inferno match, Booch, this is a great example of when the WWE can take a crowdless arena, throw in some green screen, green screen go on location somewhere, um, and do some really, really cool stuff. Of course, we're going to see all of Bray Wyatt's little buddies. You're going to have the witch and the rabbit and everything else he's got going on there. Uh, but, you know, I don't know what to think. You know, th this is not a title match, so... It's not really about Ric Flair. This is not about the chase to 16. I think this is a good match for Bray Wyatt to win. One reason, two reasons. Reason number one, it's a firefly match. This is where he thrives. This is his fun house. It's, it's, his, it's basically his mate. He gets to make the rules. He knows how to win these matches. Um, and also... He has Alexa Bliss at his side. I don't know how much he's going to come into play in this. That'll be determined. But she's obviously going to be somewhat of a distraction for the Viper. I know that he's smart enough to avoid the, the silly traps. But I also think because reason number two, it's not a title match. So if he loses, he's not buried. He's not six months behind on a title chase to catch up to Ric Flair. Woo! To 16. So for that reason, Booch, those two reasons, I'm going to go with the fiend Bray Wyatt to beat Randy Orton in this Firefly Inferno match. That is definitely the smart way to go. I'm trying, I was trying to do some research on this because this is the first time hearing about the Firefly Inferno. I knew, I didn't know they added that, but um, basically if, 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 if it's what I think it is, I've seen the Inferno match before and some, for those of you who may not know, the Inferno match this is basically how it goes. You got it's usually two guys in a ring, and the outside of the ring is surrounded by fire. There's little, little gutters that have flames coming out of them, and your objective is to get one aspect of your opponent, the arm, the leg, whatever, to set on fire. Now, that was the case back in the day in the Attitude Era, like Undertaker and Kane did that match where Kane had his arm cut up, set on fire, but they had it set up in a way to where they put this stuff around his arm. And as long as he held his arm in a certain way, it wouldn't burn him. And he didn't have to look into the, and as long as he didn't look into the flames, it wouldn't burn him and he'd be fine. So, and then of course the closest they did to that was Kane and Bray Wyatt in the ring of fire. But that time they didn't set him on fire because of the PG rules. So they just had him pin him in the middle of the ring. So I don't know what, this match is going to entail. I will say my biggest gripe with this is that they're doing it now and not WrestleMania. Mm. It really bothers me because of the big storyline these two have that you would waste it on a TLC pay-per-view and not go and not put this at, this is a WrestleMania match to me. hundred percent. Like even Firefly Inferno. I mean, I would have been happier if they made a tables match or chairs match or a ladders match or whatever. 
you know, or even have a match with Alexa Bliss in a shark cage. I would take that. But this is a great idea, but it's on the wrong pay-per-view. Like, for example, like Bray Wyatt was, you know, The Fiend was taking on all the people that Bray, that had wronged Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Took out Daniel Bryan, took out Seth Rollins, took out Kane. Last year at WrestleMania, he faced John Cena. Why? Because a lot of people claim that Cena beating Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania 30 was the downfall of Bray Wyatt. I personally think it was the match with The Undertaker at WrestleMania 31, but that's just me. But the bottom line is, storyline-wise, he John was his ultimate conquest. So he beats John Cena. Now he's taking on all these other people, beating all these other people. Now he gets to Randy Orton, who committed the other atrocity leading up to WrestleMania, set the White House on fire. That's That's got WrestleMania 37 written all over it. Why are you wasting it at TLC? It bothers me to the death that they're doing this. But because it's an Inferno match, this is going to be a tough one for me because I don't see The Fiend losing, but at the same time, if we're in a situation where The Fiend can't be pinned or submitted, it's the perfect opportunity to get a loss to The Fiend without him being pinned, without him tapping out. So I have no idea what's going to happen in this match. I'm going to hate myself the next morning probably, (laughs) but because I think the Inferno match is going to involve someone being set on fire, and because of the TLC and not WrestleMania, I'm rolling the dice. I'm going with the Viper. I'm going to say Randy Orton wins it. Wow. That, I mean, that is a huge roll of the dice. Snake eyes. Huge. Oh, yeah. And I'll have to disagree with you about Bray Wyatt's biggest conquest in WWE. I personally feel like it was the reporter JoJo in the backstage area. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just going to throw that out there. That's... He's not wrong. That was a pretty big one. <laughs> if For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Google it. We're not going to waste time on that. Google it. Google it. Google it. <laughs> so let's get on to the next one. Let's take it. Speaking of the fairer sex here, as nice. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, gosh, they're just amazing together. I love these two. The champs taking on Asuka, and we don't know who yet. So, I mean, up to this point, the point of this recording – you know, your call, Booch. You may have some knowledge that I don't know about, uh, some insights, so spill it, brother. Well, for this one, um, I really got to look at it because usually when there's a mystery partner going into a pay-per-view, mm. it usually means there's going to be some type of big return happening. Someone could be returning from injury. Someone could have recently been signed. I'm looking all over the internet. I'm not hearing rumors about a WWE signee or anything like that. Uh, The closest thing I've heard to, I mean, I have heard rumors that there's been yes or no about Melina coming back. I don't know if that's the case. Wow. I read that somewhere. Yeah, they were talking about potentially, there were rumors going around that Melina signed a contract. But then uh, Melina said she hasn't signed a contract because last we heard she was working for uh, the NWA. So, but a lot of NWA stars have left because they were taking forever to get back to work, even though they're now they're starting to get back to work. Um, so, and the whole thing happened because Lana got, you know, her leg or something broken in after getting beat down by Shayna and 
um, Naya, which I thought was the most pathetic thing I'd ever seen. Like, wow. Like, all right, we get it. Rusev went to AEW. You can stop burying his wife now. Like, they put her through, not only they put her through a table eight, nine times, but on top of all that, they not only put her incapacitated, they had a baby face begging for her life. Baby faces don't beg for their lives. A heel begs for his life. If a baby face is begging, it's because someone they love is going to be attacked. Mm, like, great point. That's no, like, anytime you saw a baby face freaking out, it's because the guy's going to attack his wife or the guy's going to attack his girlfriend or the guy's going to attack his best friend. Like, we're going to break his neck unless you do what I want you to do. It's like, all right, all right, all right. Just stop, just stop. I'll give you the title shot. Like, that, right. that's right. how that works. A bit, you do not beg for your own life. It was pathetic. I, if, if the goal was to get sympathy, you failed. You mm. epically failed. It didn't work. It, they, they, you tried it. It failed. A baby face should never beg for their own life. You beg for someone else's life that you care about. And you don't believe me? Watch any movie that you've seen. When's the only time the good guy puts his gun down? If they've got the gun, to loves is in jeopardy. Yeah, they say drop your gun or I blow her brains out. They drop the gun. Right. Otherwise, that gun is in my hand and I'm gonna kill you. Even if even if they got the jump on them, they'll say something clever like "Do your best." Do, 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 you know they're they're still not. They show no fear. Right. So that was stupid to me, but I guess they did it to take Lana out of the equation. Now they're gonna put her with a different partner. I have no clue who it could be. But I got a feeling that it's going to be somebody big. And there's a chance it could be a big enough name for them to take, for, her, for the two of them to take the belts. I mean, that's what it comes down to, Booch. I mean, ultimately, like, can this mystery opponent, can whoever this is, anchor this tag team with Asuka at her side to beat? Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. And by the way, these aren't just, this isn't yesterday's news. These two aren't anywhere close to realistically losing this title. Like they're so over. They're two of the most deserving competitors. I mean, Nia Jax, Booch, you know, back in the old world. I mean, I've been a mark for Nia Jax since she came on the main roster. We, we both I, have. How many times did I lose these prediction championship matches with you? Because I chose Nia Jax and she continually gets buried. Yeah. And then and this is what I'm worried about. Is it yeah. time again for Nia Jax to get screwed because she's not the hottest girl in the locker room? Because Shayna Baszler isn't the hottest girl in the locker room. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like if they lose this match, it's going to be to prettier faces. Yeah, And it sucks. And it's an absolute travesty if they lose this match. And I'm getting heated about it because, like, these two together are, in my view, correct me if I'm wrong, and I may be, but in my view, in my heart, in the way that I've watched this sports entertainment for years and years and years, these two are the mo some of the most dominant, skilled, tactical, fun. I mean, they're the total package. So at what point can you just let these women do what they do? 
Can you just let them be champions for a while? I'm okay with them losing, I guess, at Mania. Like, it, it would suck, and I'd be disappointed, but I'd get it. But now, in the way that you frame it, Booch, I'm scared. I'm like, I mean, if I if I choose against him, I'm choosing, you know, the, the mystery flavor of my airhead. <laughs> essentially. Like, Pretty that's much. what it comes down to. And, yeah, it's like we got the mystery airhead and Japanese gibberish, who could be the next tag champions. And Asuka's already got the Raw women's title. So the only logical thing I could think of is they win the tag belts, and then one of them takes the Raw women's championship from Asuka. And if I could choose, I hope it's Shayna Baszler. Because I got a strong feeling, and I'm making a real early prediction here, but it may change next time we speak. But I got a strong feeling Becky's making a return at the Royal Rumble. I mean, I when did they have a strong kid? feeling? And I think she's gonna win it again. This could change. But right now I got a feeling that she's gonna enter the rumble, she's gonna win again, and it's gonna be her and whoever the champ is at WrestleMania. And I'd love it to be Shayna. Because I felt Shayna should Shayna should have been the raw women's champion from the start. Agreed. Of all 100% this. percent agreed. So Let's do some quick math, Booch. I mean, when did, in real life, kayfabe aside, when did Becky and Seth have their kid? Uh, after, it, apparently, it was, it was either, it was after Mania, when they found out she was pregnant, which, it was, it was either, I don't know if it was before or after WrestleMania. I'm assuming it was after, because they found out before, I doubt they would have put her in the ring. But, right. but my belief system is, my big question was, did she get pregnant on accident? Or were they actively trying to have a kid? Because if you were actively trying to have a kid, you should have dropped your belt at Mania. Agreed. That's God, how that's, many people have dropped their belts for so much less? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You should have just dropped your belt to Shayna, go start your family, and then when you're ready, come back. And I would have been fine with that. Agreed. Totally. And that's why it bothered so many people. And that's what Becky and Seth and a lot of fans don't get. The reason people were so mad about Becky leaving was because she was the top woman in the company. She was the man. The man. If it had been somebody like Lana or Dana Brooke, no one would have gave a shit because they were on the bottom of the barrel. Sorry, they were. Agreed. They're pregnant, going to be out of action. It's like, I don't give a shit. It's like, is this roster going to change? No. Becky leaving made a big change. And if you'd have known that, okay, fine. Let's, let's say you find out, okay, you find out after WrestleMania she's pregnant, okay? They find out afterwards. You get the money in the bank coming up. Uh, well, here's a bright idea. Have Shayna should have won the briefcase. I still maintain this. Shayna should have won the briefcase. Then as soon as she won the briefcase, they reveal that she's now the women's champion. And Shayna could have cut the heel promo of a lifetime. And there's nothing Becky can do about it because she's pregnant, so they can't touch each other. Mm -hmm. There's a logical reason why they can't fight. Because you're not going to hit a pregnant woman, and a pregnant woman's not going to start a fist fight unless they're nuts. It's so simple. It's so, Booch, it's so simple. It's like, if they would just hire you to sit in the writer's room. Just, yeah. I don't need to write the whole show, but let me edit what y'all got here. I could just, I can make a few tweaks here. Like, it's simple. And then, because Becky would have been crying. Because Shayna could tell her, like, you're selfish, let the locker room down, blah, 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 whatever. And then Shayna could take her title, just kind of walk away. Becky can cut this baby face, you know, girl power, mothers unite, whatever baby face speech that would have been epic and then she says i'm gonna go i'm gonna go be a mom and then i'm gonna come back and i'm taking my title then you have shayna just destroy the roster for an almost a year 
Yeah, Becky, come back at the Rumble, win the Royal Rumble. She's standing in the ring. Who do you challenge at WrestleMania? Shayna Baszler. Boom. Then you just build that to Mania. And here's the best part. Becky kicks Shayna's ass, takes the title back. Agreed. Fucking, that would be the best. That would have been a kick-ass woman's story. Becky leaves because she has to have her kid. The mom comes back. Seth's kind of staying at home because we don't really need him. Not being mean, just saying that. You got the dad staying at home. You can say my, my, my you know, the dad is staying at home to take care of the kids so I can yeah. take care of business because I've been gone for so long. You no problem. Get, gets the women on their side. Yep. You know, because you got the stay-at-home dad. And, and Seth, Seth doesn't. And Seth doesn't lose any face either because it's like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. If anything, you give him a little face turn, which he can use. I feel like the heel thing, he's done everything he can with it. Yeah, so give him a little bit of a face turn or he can make, or you can make it a heel turn. Like I was forced to stay home. You can flip it either way, but then you cut, you bring Becky back. She wins the championship. That's a, that, that that's a WrestleMania moment. Not only is that a WrestleMania moment, that could have been your main event. Mm. That's your main event. Seth, Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler. And if Becky wins, here's the best part. She pins two UFC women in the main event of WrestleMania. So you get another mm. ranking for Becky right there. That's a, back. You have a story. Yep. With Oscar, there's no story. No story. Nothing. It's all gibberish with her. The it's story's ugly. gibberish. I Jesus. Like, and the worst part is she can speak English. She's choosing not to. That makes me angrier. Yeah, and you gotta wonder how much of that is the creative team kind of limiting her. Cause at this point, you know, it's almost like uh what we saw with uh with Rusev, right? Yeah. So, you know, the Bulgarian brute. And so it's the same thing with her, you know, how much, how much limitations have been put on her by the creative team, you know, don't get caught out there in public at a signing speaking English, like keep your mouth shut, you know, that she kind was on of Twitch thing. doing it. She was on Twitch doing it before they shut it down. She would speak, she would speak perfect English, almost perfect English on her Twitch. I mean, she had a little bit of an accent, but sure. she wasn't like on her Twitch page going, look at it all, play the Tetris. Like it we had to worry about that crap. Yeah. So who you got? Um, I'm going to, again, I'm rolling the dice. I'm going to go with Oscar and the mystery person, because I feel like this mystery person is going to be a big one. If it was her and Lana, I'd side with Nia and Shane hundred percent, but I got a feeling they would not do this unless they're going to bring in a big name. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. I'll find out the 21st. Man, see, this is what happened last time. We came to this quandary where I thought, you know, it's Sasha Banks versus Asuka. Are they going to do the right thing? WWE, are you going to do the right thing this time around? Are you going to let Shayna and Nia do what they do best? for at least another month, hopefully another four or five months. That'd be great. But I don't trust them, Booch. I don't trust them to do the right thing. And, and like logically, from an analytic standpoint, it's just a no freaking brainer. You don't know who Asuka's partner is. She's going against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, two of arguably the best in the business at this point in time, perhaps arguably some of the best of all time, if you really just look at it analytically. I mean, for the sake of our predictions, I, I'd like to think that they're going to do the right thing for the right reason and let Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler shine. Okay. So I'm going to go with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and believe with the last ounce of faith in WWE that I have 
the last ounce that they're going to let them shine. So I'm going to go with Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. We got to move on from this match. It's getting me heated, Booch. All right, Let's do enough. it. Let's talk TLC. Universal Championship on the line as the break stuff and leave man hit, hits the ring with Heyman at his side, taking on Kevin Owens. I mean, this is going to be the match of the night. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Owens in a TLC match, this man has no fear of doing a belly flop on that beer gut from 20 feet up on a table and hearing the crowd yell, holy, you know what? Yeah. We're not going to have a crowd. We're going to have a bunch of people, monitors yelling, holy what? So it's my turn to pick first. This is a freaking no-brainer for me. Roman Reigns is going to win this match. And I think it's going to be a great match. And I think Kevin Owens is going to create a whole lot of doubt throughout this match. Oh, he is. And he does it very well. And I love Kevin Owens for that. You know, fight Owens, fight. Like, that's what he does. And Roman Reigns, he's so damn lovable now. Like, Booch, you know, and people that have been listening to the show since its inception back in 20-whatever, 16, 2017, when we started this jam, I've hated Roman Reigns. I can't stand the guy. But now he's different. Paul Heyman saved the day. He's such a good heel. We saw it last time with the low blow to McIntyre. We've seen it time and time again, him turning against the family, you know, like dividing a Samoan heritage. Like who does that? You didn't see it with a rock. You didn't see him turn. The only turn that we maybe saw a little bit was nation of domination, but that stuff imploded anyway. It was a weak gimmick. It it was not sustainable. This is sustainable. Roman Reigns in his current form is so damn lovable. I, I, My heart does this. It does what the Grinch's heart does. It goes from this to this. (laughs) I love the guy. And it's not going to stop anytime soon. And if it does, shame on WWE for ruining a perfect thing. The Wenz's heart grew three sizes that day. It's it's pretty simple. Roman Reigns has to win this match. WrestleMania is around the corner. He's not going to lose this championship to Kevin Owens. I don't see a disqualification happening. For the love of God, it's a TLC match. What, what could happen? There's no count outs. You know, I, I mean. At worst, we'll get a referee stoppage, which people will misconstrue as a disqualification. But even then, if it's a DQ, he still retains. So exactly. Kevin Owens wins even if he loses. So th- both of these men win this match by Roman Reigns winning this match. Exactly. And what's great, the only thing I, the only complaint that I have about this is that it's, I feel like it should have been just a tables match because Roman keeps talking about being the head of the table. So I'm like, why not just make it a regular tables match? We already have a T we already have one TLC match. Why do we need two? Uh, that was my philosophy. That was my opinion. I felt like Ro- this match should have been just a tables match and it would have been more interesting, but um, I guess, but either way, I'm sure it, I agree. It's going to be the match of the night. And I definitely believe Roman is winning because I don't see him dropping the belt anytime soon. And he needs to remain. Uh, he needs. He needs to have a winning streak at least going into WrestleMania. Because yep. right now, WrestleMania, there are now rumors circling the internet that right now there are two people in line to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Oh, please don't say Bill Goldberg. That is one option. Ugh. Because it was supposed to happen last year and it didn't. And Goldberg has been calling out Roman Reigns. Um, 
on the internet a few times because they wanted to do the spear versus spear, which I believe is going to be money. And with Roman's new gimmick, it'll be even better because Roman has a lot more to play with personality-wise. So there's talk of that match potentially happening because Goldberg has a few years left in his contract. And it requires him to to have at least two or three matches a year. So he is required to wrestle a few matches a year. So for the remainder of his contract wrestle let's 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 put that term in quotes with bill goldberg being a wrestler in 2021 he is but i mean he doesn't wrestle booch he doesn't have to but but why does he have to problem do you see that's a huge problem what do you have with bill goldberg he's got a gray goatee he's got a, a dynamic entrance it's it's epic right great but that's it. He's washed yeah. up. He's like 58 years old. How old is the man? Um, I don't think he's 50. He's definitely in his 50s. I don't know how late, but the man can still do what he does. The man's still great. The man can still oh. the man can still draw money. The man can still get a crowd on their feet. He only he, he can do a spear and a jackhammer is all he has to do now. But anybody that's seen him in the past knows he has way more moves than that. But you don't need to do them. He just needs to be Goldberg. And but the whole it's purpose not of German suplexes and F5. That's my point. Yeah. I just... get what you're saying. He's going to draw money. He's going to put virtual butts in the seats. No yeah. Goldberg, all the WCW old heads will watch it. I get it. Fine. But for the sake of dignity and respect, like this, the thought of Bill Goldberg headlining WrestleMania, and I know it's inevitable. I get it. It's You've already called the match. It's what's going to happen. But it's just an, another low blow to the fans of the universe. Well, I only said that was one option. I didn't say it was the option. The oh, other you know option is, well, that's only going to happen if they can't get The Rock, who's the other option. Oh my God, that would be a wet dream. It's supposed to be Goldberg versus, it's supposed to be not Goldberg, it's like Roman Reigns versus The Rock because oh. Roman keeps saying, I'm the head of the table. And The Rock oh. is like, uh, that would be me because I'm Dude. the one making all the money in Hollywood. So... The talk is that's been the big plan. So if the rock, obviously if the, and the rock has said he would love to work a match at Roman reigns and he would not, he wouldn't mind doing the job for him either. So it, that's right now. Those are the two main choices. It's if the, we're hoping to get the rock, but if for whatever reason, the rock is not available, Goldberg is the second option. And unless they go with a third option, which I don't see a third option making any sense. At this point, I think either the rock or Goldberg makes sense for WrestleMania because it should have happened last year, but Roman pulled out because of COVID and his weak immune system, which I respect completely. So, but those are like the big rumors, but I do agree. Roman is winning this match hundred percent because it makes no sense to take the belt off of him at this juncture. I like Kevin Owens. His time will come to say now. I just, the thought of Rocky, and Roman, I mean, that is a dream match. Like, I, I please, WWE, is, whoever's listening to this, you know, I don't know how many listeners we have, but I know we have at least two, you and I. <laughs> and we know people. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm about ready to hit the streets, not for this Senate race in Georgia, but I'm campaigning for The Rock, versus Roman Reigns. And I know Roman Reigns wins that match. I get it. I'm cool with that. I don't, you know, the last time The Rock was at a huge pay-per-view, 
He won a match. He was champion for a little while, if you recall. Yes. Although the last big match he had was with Cena, where he did the honors for him. Because he beat Cena at WrestleMania 28. Right. But then came back at 29 to do the job for him. Right. And I'm totally cool with that. And you know what? He doesn't want to be a champion. He doesn't need to be. The guy is like, he's making money hand over fist. He just released a tequila brand. He's doing stuff with Under Armour. He's 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 his own brand. Like it's a dream come true, and it's so well deserved. I love The Rock. Oh yeah. And it, seeing him with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, I mean that is a wrestling fan's wet dream. It is totally. I I. Literally, I appeal, I, pr- I pray to the wrestling gods, please let that happen. Please don't let them waste this moment on Goldberg. Trust, trust me, the, the Rock is my first choice. I'm just saying, if for whatever reason, The Rock can't make it, Ugh. Goldberg's the second choice. There's just so many reasons The but Rock, the Rock can't should make be the. It. But if you can make it happen with The Rock, you should make it happen with The Rock. And now is the time, like you said, Boots, it's like, who's head of the table? Who's the man in this family? Yeah. You and know, like, oh, okay. I'd love to hear The Rock's music drop on an, on an upcoming uh, blue brand. Like, I'd love yeah. it. Can you the imagine hearing that? It would be the loudest pop never heard on SmackDown since yeah. they named the show after The Rock's signature catchphrase. Exactly. Let's just smack it down. It's all always been about The Rock. Yeah. Like, why not do it? Make it come full circle. Exactly. Pass the torch, Rocky Maivia. Dwayne The Rock Johnson passes the torch to Roman Reigns. It makes so much sense. It will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It makes way let's too much let's sense. move on, Booch. I'm heated today. As exactly. Deputation yeah. wins yeah. world. Yeah, let's, yeah. Speaking of things that don't make sense, this next match. <laughs> yeah, again, I don't know anything about what Carmella's been up to. I have yeah. no idea, but I know Sasha Banks isn't losing this match. And if she does, why? Well, here's the thing. And this is the thing. And this is another thing WWE does that bothers me is they booked this match for TLC. Yet, they get in such a heated argument, they already had the match on Friday Night SmackDown. <laughs> it's like, why do we got to wait till TLC? Let's do it right now. Yeah, usually it's supposed to be followed by the heel saying, hold on, I do yeah. this on my terms. It's not, yep. no, I accept, now you have a title. The only reason this even makes sense is because the match ended in a disqualification. And Carmella beat Sasha Banks to death with champagne bottles, which that, which wins. Now, I've never been in a bar fight. I'm not going to assume you have, but I, maybe, maybe like me, you've seen them in movies or on TV. Sure. When have you ever seen somebody take a beer bottle or a champagne bottle and break it across somebody's back to inflict pain? Other than it at you know holiday family functions never because am i the only one that thought that made zero sense to do that like you if you're gonna crack a bottle you crack it over somebody's head yeah and you and you gimmick it up so that when it does hit the head it's not gonna concuss somebody right right hell in AEW they did that they had, they, you know, Jericho and Moxley were drinking a little bit of the bubbly. And then Moxley turns on Jericho, smashes a bottle in his face. It collapses all over his face. Then he hits him with the, what we called the dirty deeds. It's now called the paradigm shift. Boom, hits him with it and run, takes off. You hit them in the head. Who smashes a glass over somebody's back? That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. 
And then Michael Cole acting like it was so heinous. No, it was stupid. Yeah, it was I mean, Michael I get, heinous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I get why Cole did that because when you're an announcer, your job is to make something look good. And that's the thing people understand. Your job when you're a commentating, and I know this from being a commentator, your job is to make the match look like a million dollars, even if it's only a penny. Sure. Like that's your job. So I get why Cole's doing that, but still, that was dumb. I mean, and, and let's just let's just cut to the chase, Booch. I mean, we're up against it. I mean, that's the only semblance of a win that Carmella is going to have. It's they had to do that. There's no way Carmella gets her butt kicked yeah. prior to this match because then it's a squash, and you know, okay, well, this is just a prelude to what we're going to see on Sunday night. Fine, yeah. great. But I still say Sasha wins. Sasha 100%. 100%. So we both agree on Sasha winning. We both agree on Roman Reigns winning. We disagree. You're taking Asuka. And to be determined, I'm taking Nia Jackson Baszler. You're taking Randy Orton. I'm taking Nafeen Bray Wyatt with Alexa Bliss in his corner. And we're both taking Drew McIntyre. Now, here's the last match, Booch. Yep. The New Day, well, two of the three, Kofi and Xavier Woods, taking on the Hurt Business. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin with the most valuable player in their corner, MVP. Yes. Yeah. Tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championship. I don't know whose turn it is, Booch, but you can go first. You're the champion. I will do that because mine's going to be simple. It has to be the Hurt Business. Yeah. It has to. These two have fought way too many times. The New Day has won way too many times. If the Hurt Business does not win the belts this Sunday, you've pretty much killed the Hurt Business. Yeah, squashed. At some point, you if you're gonna have the, if you're gonna have the same two people fight over and over and over and over again, if, if the same person's winning over and over and over again, at some point there has to be a turn. There has to be a time where the other team wins because otherwise you're giving us a bathroom break. Now I'm believing. Because this is at a pay-per-view, this is where the turn's going to happen. Now we're going to see the Hurt Business win. Because they were losing on all the Raws leading up to Survivor Series. On all the Raws leading up to TLC. Maybe they might have won a couple singles matches. I don't know. But at this point, the Hurt Business, they need those tag belts. And it's weird for me because I hate seeing Shelton Benjamin holding a tag team title. It irks me. Because I feel like that she should be. I feel like that 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 is a WWE champion material wrestler. But in this case, I can't be I can't be too choosy. So they got to be the tag champs. They got to. If they don't win, you might as well end the hurt business. So I'm going with the hurt business. Yeah, if the hurt business loses, they're out of business. Yeah. Plain and simple. Close the shop. Board up the windows. Put the for sale sign out in the front yard. It's a wrap. And the new day has no business being in the same ring as the Hurt Business in terms of gimmick, in terms of, dare I say, at this point in their careers, talent, Shelton Benjamin, so deserving. Cedric Alexander, so deserving. Yeah. So I hope WWE does the right thing. We're up against it, Booch. We never, ever, ever like to leave an episode of the male soap opera moment without saying a few key catchphrases, one of which is, have a nice day. The other is bang, bang.